Uh, welcome. Uh, this is the Seraph covering Sheriff. Uh, we continue to study the holy writings. Our beloved God the Father, who art in the heavens, uh, hallowed, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our beloved Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, the Messiah, Yahweh, who intervenes for us, hallowed, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our beloved God the Father, who dwells in us and around us, uh, hallow, sanctified, and glorified be your name. Our Father, we ask you today that you may give us of your Holy Spirit to open our minds and give us of your understanding, comparing spiritual truth with the spiritual truth. This we ask in the name of Jesus, that you may also give us a meek and a humble heart. In Christ Jesus we ask you. Amen. So by now you know that creationism is not a theory the man uh, has postulated. No one has ever said God created everything into existence. Now man has said that things uh, came into existence by themselves. I mean that's a that's a you know a lack of intelligence to actually say such such a thing. It's like for me to say that this computer created itself, so I had to wait for it to. <laughs> or this microphone, you know, it just happened to be here. I found it somewhere. It took it. I don't know one trillion years to to evolve and we don't know what's going to happen to it so things of creation are beyond uh human understanding you know falling human beings understanding even heavenly beings in perfection uh creation is something that is above their intellect you know above their intelligence so god is the one who created everything into existence so god is telling you that he is the creator that nothing exists on its own accord. That things don't just happen. Now, there's no chance. Things happen because God is the creator. So to depart from this truth is deceiving yourself. So in the uh, previous sessions, you've learned that through a prophet, Jeremiah, God tells us that the mind is deceitful. And exceedingly corrupt. So God is already putting you on notice that when you depart from his teachings, his wisdom, you die. And this is why you learn that in the Garden of Eden, the true trees, the tree of life and the tree of good and evil, you learn that that tree was not evil. So God didn't create evil. God is good. No, God and evil, has, they have nothing in common. So uh, God has nothing to do with evil. Evil has nothing to do with God. So th just as evil is not in a tree, not in a fruit, the same is, you know, life is not in a tree. I mean, you'll be, you'll be ridiculous to think that, that there is a tree that you can uh, have life by that tree. What God is teaching is that if you obey him, you see, because God told them that this tree is life, and if you eat from it, you shall live. That is why if you eat, you live. It's not the tree itself. It's because you're obeying what God said. Now, when uh, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of good and evil, it is what happened in their minds that is evil. So that's why God says that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? No one. Only God can read our minds. I can read the intentions of the minds, but this from God. But God is the one who reads our minds. So we cannot hide what we have in our hearts. So you also learn that for God, the heart is the mind. Now, for human sciences, the heart is the one that pumps the blood. Now, for God, it's different. 
And it has to be because, you know, he's the creator. So God says that your mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. And so um, you're learning that everything that exists, exists because God created so there are things that humans, you know, fallen human being, uh, assess that it creates. But you need to understand that nothing that fallen human being says that they create, they created it out of nothing. In fact, what they say they create, they make it out of the elements that already exist. So, <laughs> so this is why God took time to tell you, you know, so that you don't deceive yourself thinking that uh, something that is false, something that is a lie that you can tell yourself or somebody else may tell you, you know, God is the one that created everything into existence. So you learn that and it's beautiful truth. Now, that is the truth. Now, can you explain how God created everything into existence when there was nothing? Uh, of course, you cannot. I mean, let me help you. In fact, it will be impossible. And when I say impossible, I mean it is out of the uh, created beings endowments uh, that God gave each of his beings. Only God is the one that knows how he created everything into existence. So, do you need evidence? Evidence of what? You know, don't be ridiculous. In the world, you know, we use sciences. The sciences that you pretend to know, you know, we employ a... Uh, Scientific method. Now, the scientific method didn't create itself. It is the intellect that created the method. And then you apply it. You find something. But you also know that what you found is not really what it is. And you continue to do more studies. And sometimes uh, you may think you know something, but then you realize you don't know. So you have to continue to study. And so these are things of the world. And you're going to learn that even Jesus himself said that the world will end and everything in it. Nobody will remember. You know, in the new world that God would create, the new heavens, and nobody will care to remember. So it is important for you to pay attention to what God is telling you because God is life. So life is God. God is telling you that he is the one that gave life to man. So he created Adam out of the dust of the ground. He formed the body. But Adam was still not alive. But then he says that he blow into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. Can you explain that? Of course not. Let me help you again. You cannot. See, these are just things that God is telling you. Now, intelligently, you realize, you accept it, and you believe it to be because it's God. So, uh, you're, you'll understand this uh, later down the road. So, God created man, blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and then man became a living soul, a living being. The same happened with heavenly beings. Now, heavenly beings were created and they were like Adam, you know, grown-ups. So there's no children, you know, in the uh, heavenly beings that have to grow and uh, they have to go through some sort of training, you know, university, and then learn about you know, creation, and amongst them, you know, there are scientists or uh, philosophers. See, 
uh, that is not the truth. I mean, that is just you trying to make up something that does not exist, but in your head. So this is what Jesus says, uh, you know, who is Yahweh, uh, through the prophet, that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. The reasoning for that is because men disobey God. You know, they departed from God's commandment. So God said, don't eat of that tree. When the woman ate of that tree, of the fruit of that tree, then what happened in her mind is evil. She disobeyed God. She was deceived, of course, but regardless, she disobeyed. And so what God told them that it would happen, it happened. Man dies. So on our previous session, you learn that man dies. Adam, who was the first human being that God created, dies. So he died when he was 930 years. Now you also need to to know that God is not going to give you a historical account as you study history in the world. No, he's not going to give you a timeline of one thing and then the next. He's only going to provide to you what you need in terms of, you know, so that you can believe God, so that you can trust God, and so that you can um, obey him. So having faith, trusting and obedience to God. So now you know that, now you know why people die. See, they, they might die of uh, uh, so many ways, you know, to die. You name it. Uh, but but you die. And so the reason why uh, human beings die is because of sin. And sin is to disobey God. This is why God says that you not live, you do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. So whatever he tells you to do, that means your mind is in synchronized uh, frequency with God. If you, if you want to think like that, you're going to learn later down the road uh, something more beautiful, but for now, you know, think of it as that. So people die. That's the reality. And death entered because of sin. But then Jesus says, you know, Yahweh, that he will come into this world to die for you so that you may have life and life in abundance. This is our God. No, he wants you to leave. He wants you to have life. Now, God is good. See, whatever God does is exceedingly good. So God has nothing to do with evil. Evil has nothing to do with God. Now, evil is not eternal. Evil has a day when it manifested, and it manifested in Lucifer, who was a covering cherub that God himself created in honor. Now, it also has a day when God will extinguish evil, and evil will rise no more. This is what the Lord says. So, while some people may be intrigued or interested in knowing, you know, how the universe works and, um, you know, why things exist, and you know that they will never figure it out, but they continue to, to do it, this is called, you know, when you are uh, fooling yourself. And there are many ways for us to be fooled by our own self or by others. Now, the only, the only way for you to not be fooled, but to, you know, live in the truth, is to obey what God tells you to do. Now, these are the things where God says that you can do. Now, some things you can do, but the ones that you cannot do are the ones that God is doing for you. Now, the love of God was manifested in that 
God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, so that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So the life that you have in Jesus is in Jesus. No one leaves by himself. No one has life but God, because God is life. So this is not something that you can take away from God. You know, like, not the reason why God guarded the tree of life is because God said that if you eat from it, you will live. But no tree will give you life. You learn this because God says that in the first day he created the heavens and the earth so there was no trees. And then he says on the fourth day that he created the trees with fruit in it, nuts. And so, you know, these trees didn't just evolve or uh, came into existence out of uh, microorganisms that somehow, we don't know how, evolution tries to explain, it happened. Well, that's, that's not the case. You see, God is the one that created the tree. So the tree didn't form itself. And so this is the thing that it will be very difficult for you. But trust in God, because God will open your mind and give you His understandings. So for us, we live in a world full of sin. Now sin is manifested. And you're going to learn pretty soon the manifestation of sin. Uh, even deeper. So basically, I mean, you learn that, you know, Eve ate of a tree, the fruit of a tree that God said that they uh, were not to eat. But they did. And so here we are. People die. So now you know why people die. That's the truth. People die because they sin. And because they sin, people die. That's the consequence. This is what God said if they ate of that tree. But knowing that the tree is not evil, knowing that God didn't create sin because God is good, knowing that sin, evil, happened in the mind of Eve when she coveted to become a god, deceived by the serpent. And now this serpent is Lucifer, you know, the devil, uh, the dragon. And you're going to learn more about that uh, later. But uh, this is a heavenly being that God created perfect. And he was perfect in all his ways until evil was found in him. Now, God didn't create evil. Now, get that across. So basically, God created beings perfect in his own image, in his own likeness. But in order for this being to live, he must be fed by the words that come out of the mouth of the Lord. Just as he eats food so that he can sustain his life, the same is true when you obey God. So the reason why you eat is because to remind you that the sustainer of life is God himself. And to compare it so that you understand that that is food to live. So he basically tells you that you do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. So, simple, right? It is. This is a spiritual truth that God is revealing to you. Right on the beginning. So, now do you need some sort of method to understand this? Uh, you don't, because you're intelligent. So you have your logic and you have your reasoning. You see the oceans. You see the earth. You see the moon. You see the sun. You see that something happens because it, it turns dark and then light. 
that is really the earth rotating on its axis. And this is what God did. I mean, this didn't just happen by itself. <laughs> so, now you also see the moon. The moon rotates around the earth. And so that makes a month. And then there are seven days in a week. And then the earth rotates along with the moon rotating around the earth, around the sun. And so this is a year. Now, time was created by God. So everything that you see, either visible or invisible, is because God created it. So if you see a shark, the, you call it a shark, and instead of you know, moving its fins like other sharks, it moves them as though it walks on the sand, it does not mean that this shark evolved from other sharks or that it changed somehow or that it mutated somehow. This God has put in place to fool you if you believe the designs of your own mind. You see, if you do not believe God, God has in store for you things that you will believe yourself and it will take you away from God because your mind has rejected the truth. So these are serious things for you to consider. So there, there is no method for you to understand how God created out of nothing. You know, that is just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> so the truth is what you just heard. You know, through the prophet, God says, I created the heavens. I created the earth. God created everything into existence. So that is the truth. Now, do you believe that? Okay. Do you trust in God? Do you have faith in God? Or you have the opposite. You want to do your own philosophy. You know, try to explain the things that you know you cannot explain. But you uh, make up a little tiny something that makes you feel like you know. And so you create your own philosophy. Or maybe, you know, you want to create your own religion. I mean, there are more than 5,000 religions in the world. Why not another one? Right? Or maybe you just want to do a theology. You know, you're not too happy with what it says, so you want to add to it or you want to subtract from it. You want to add something that it will make you feel uh, better because in your mind, it will fool you to believe that you have control over something. Uh, but this is why God says through the prophet, you know, Jeremiah, that the mind is deceitful and exceedingly corrupt. So you know now that there is a conflict between good and evil. Now this conflict began in heaven, in the mind of a covering cherub that God created and exalted with honors that no other heavenly beings had. So God created Lucifer, endowed as he was for the position that he was to hold in God's universe. Okay? Uh, you're going to learn that pretty soon with uh, prophet Ezekiel uh, and other prophets like John who also tell you more about you know, Lucifer. Uh, but for now, you know, let us focus on God being the creator. So God tells you that he created everything. It does not mean that you're going to understand how he did it. But let's just think for a moment. Let's say that you were there, like some of the heavenly beings, you know, who were honored and being present in the creation of this universe. 
they saw the greatness of our God, the power of our God. And all they could do is sing and exalt his name. It may be, you know, to you, it may be like, uh, I don't know, singing. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. (laughs) So, I mean, even if you were to see God creating something, it does not mean that you understand how he did it. So don't don't fool yourself, you know, don't try to come up with uh, uh, some sort of little method or way of you to try to understand something that that's not there. So what God says is, he's the creator. But man sin, and so people die. You learn that Adam died, and you learn about uh, the sons of Adam, and all of them die. And then you see here, of Noah. Now it says it says here after Noah was 500 years he became the father of Shem, Ham and Japhet. Now I need you to understand something here so so people live longer. You know Matuthalan almost lived a thousand years. Now for you that may seem you know, pretty, uh, you could think, right? That's, I mean, that's somebody somebody who lived almost a thousand years. Yeah, when today, you know, people don't live more than 70. You know, the strongest one, the Lord says, 80-something. Now, it doesn't mean also that you live 80 and then you die. You don't know. God knows. See, God knows how you will die too. You're going to learn that in the Holy Writings. But what what I would like to point out to you today is the fact that, you know, uh, which we did last time also, God created time. So, life is God. God is life. Man disobey God, so you die. If you obey God, you live. How so? Well, let us compare Jesus when he was born into this world through a virgin woman whom God uh, selected for him to be born into this world. So Jesus was obedient, obedient in everything to God. And in fact, he says that his food is to obey God. Do you see the connection between you eating food and obeying God? I mean, it's, it's really not difficult to see it. What, what may happen is that you want to deny it and you want to uh, deter from the truth that God is showing you. So food that you eat sustains your life. The same happens with what God says that we do. So these are called the laws of God, commandments of God, uh, ordinances. So all of this is the wisdom of God. Now you're going to learn that the wisdom of God is not a concept, an idea, it's not an abstract, it's a being. It was God himself. So Jesus, uh, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus is the wisdom of God. Now this is going to throw you off because in your mind, you're thinking, well, an idea, a concept, an abstract. And let's employ a method to understand it. And so this uh, this is not going to help you. So this is just you know, uh, outside spiritual uh, truth. So you're not going to be able to uh, understand these things. Now, you've heard that God says that he's the creator. You heard also through the prophet that because men sin, they die. But in Jesus, you know, whose food and drink is to obey God, 
then he lives. Interesting, right? So this is why it's important for you to understand God's commandments, what God says that we ought to do, because when we do it, when we do those things that God commands us to do, then uh, we have life. You know, now God is good. So God is not going to ask you to do something that is not going to be something good. So people die. Now, it reads here that after Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Hapet. Now, when human beings begin to increase in numbers on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they marry any of them they chose. Now the Lord said, My spirit uh, will not content with human forevers, for they are mortals. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. So the truth that you're learning here is that uh, as men increase, they became more evil. Now evil is not something that is outside. It's something inside the mind. Uh, this is why God says that uh, Adam had another son in his image and likeness. That is to say, in sin. You know, in disobedience to God. So the Lord is the one that says, because of this wickedness, because of these evil things, I am going to shorten the days of life for men. And there will be 120 years old. So people no longer lived. Almost a thousand years, 900 years, 800 years, uh, 777. The Lamech lived. So instead of those many years, God says they're going to live 120. Now think. Now let's go back to the truth that God says that he put in the meads of the garden, in the middle of the garden, the tree of life and the tree of good and evil. So God guards the tree because he's the one that said, if you eat from this tree, you should leave. You see, this is what came out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, God doesn't change. God doesn't err. You know, he commits no errors. God is good. There is no chance with God. There is no probabilities. Uh, there is no statistical measurements with God. Uh, this is just the things that we use in the world. So God said out of his mouth, he said, if you eat of this tree, then you leave. This is why he, you know, he commanded sheriffs to, uh, um, to guard the tree. And again, you know, sheriffs are not little children. Uh, these are heavenly beings that excel in power. He created them like so. Now, Lucifer himself uh, was a covering sheriff. In other words, he's the one that is closest to the Lord. And this is why he's covering sheriff. Now, let's go back to this. So, life. God says the life of man is going to be less years. Instead of 700, 800, uh, 900, now it's going to be 120. So, who decides this? God. So, no matter how healthy you eat, how much you exercise, uh, you take care of your body, however you want to do that, you die. You see, because life depends on God. So life is not something that you have by yourself. The ability for you to see, hear, these are things that God gave you. So, 
Now, wickedness, evil, has increased because there are more men and more women. And so, God says, my spirit will not content with humans forever. For they are mortal, so their days will be 120 years. Now, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. It also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of all, men of renown. Now the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the humans had become on the earth, and that the every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil at all times. So the human heart is the mind. Right? Uh, so let us go back to this thing here. So why does it say uh, the sons of God so that the daughters of humans were beautiful? So who are the sons of God? Now you're going to learn that Jesus is called the Son of God. Now he is called the Son of God because he obeys God. Now pay attention to this, okay? Because some people would tell you that there were some other beings around uh, and some even believe that uh, heavenly beings you know, mingle with humans and uh, they have a relationship and so... Uh, there was another type of uh, being that was created out of the uh, relationship with heavenly beings and uh, and and the daughters of man. Uh, that's a lie. That That's not what God is teaching you. See, the sons of God is those who obey God, those who are God's children, just like the children of Israel. So the truth is, that God is the one who established a people for himself. And that's a principality. So for God, establishment, it's a principality. It really has no comparison, but for you to understand it for now, let's use the word establishment. So God established a principality. So when he says the sons of God, these are the people who obey God. But these people who obey God they saw that the daughters of those who disobey God were beautiful. And so they started to marry them. And so when that happened, so those who obey God were diminished. They were becoming less. And so God says, because of the wickedness of men and the inclination of their thoughts on their hearts, was only evil at all times. Then the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. Now so the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth all humans I have created. In uh, some version says human race. Another one says man. Um, remember, these are not versions of the Bible. These are just translations. So one version doesn't mean that it's better than the previous trans, uh, version. It only means the translation. So, and, and remember that the old, what's, what's considered to be Old Testament, you know, was written in uh, Hebrew and Aramaic, and the New Testament uh, was considered to be New Testament, was written in Greek. So for now, just, just know that God regretted. Now this is pretty heavy for God to say that he regretted that he had made human beings. But God doesn't make mistakes. You know, God doesn't err. God is God. The Lord is the Lord. So the Lord knew the men would commit sin. The Lord knew the Lucifer will rebel against him, and also that he will try to overthrow the Lord. This the Lord knew.
Now, remember, there is only one God. No one can overthrow the Lord. That is just beyond fantasy. <laughs> that is del delusional, okay? But this is what happened in the mind. You see, the mind is deceitful. So when, when you depart from obeying God, then you start believing things that don't exist because the mind is deceiving you. So the Lord says that because of the wickedness of men, because of the evil in their thoughts, so he is the one that says, I will wipe them off from the earth. And with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now who is Noah? Well, Noah is one of the sons of God. You see, when God says, the sons of God, you have to compare it within the Holy Scripture. When does God call, in other places, in the Holy Writings, the sons of God? So the sons of God are those who obey God. Now, sons and daughters. Uh, you're also going to learn that there are women that God has uh, also, in the Holy Writings, that obey God. But uh, let's go back to these things. So uh, Jesus is called the Son of God because he obeys God. No, he came from God. But the way Jesus is called the Son of God is because he is equal to God. So in that respect, Jesus is unique. So Jesus is not a human like we are, but it is God who came into this world who became a human being. But Jesus was not born in sin. He was not conceived in sin. You and I were. And this is what the Holy Writings uh, teaches. And you're going to learn this uh, through the Psalms. So, But when he says sons of God, this is why Jesus taught his disciples that we have a Father. And our Father is our Heavenly Father who is in the heavens. And then you found Jesus telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees that their father is Satan because they are like him. You know, they are wicked and they are murderers like him. Now, Jesus, on the other hand, no, he says that his father is God. So when he says that God is his father. What he's saying is that he is equal to God. But these sons of God is in the sense that there were some human beings that follow God and obey God. And Noah is one of them. And so this is why the Lord says that he found favor in Noah in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, so much to cover here, but uh, uh, let us just, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll come back to these a second time, a third time, a fourth time, fifth time, and, and you'll learn, not by the number of times that you read it, but it's basically, remember, it's got the Holy Spirit that opens our minds and gives us of His understandings. And also, it's not a method that we may employ, but it's God who opens our minds. So, the sons of God are not heavenly beings that have sexual relationship with humans, daughters, and then some sort of uh, mutation happened. No, this is just a way to say that there were people, you know, there were human beings that follow the Lord, that obey the Lord. Of course, you know, once you committed sin, you were conceived in sin, you were born in sin, and so you cannot remove sin from you, but the Lord can. And this is why you learn, you know, that Cain killed Abel, his brother. Abel brought the sacrifice that the Lord had asked. Cain didn't. Cain brought what he wanted to bring, 
because in his offering was his own glory. You know, he's giving you, he's giving God something that he says that he has done himself. And so the Lord displeased, uh, the Lord was displeased by the offering of Cain, but also by Cain's spirit. Now Abel, on the other hand, he obeyed God. God said, bring me uh, a lamb for a sacrifice. And so he brought a lamb. Because the sacrifice is God. So God is the one who removes our iniquity. He's the one that takes away our sins. And he's the one that, give us, that gives us a new, a new mind and a new creation. So, but what he says is that Noah was doing the things that God asked us, asked us to do. And so that pleased the Lord. Now Noah, now this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Hafet, or Hapet. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. Now you have to understand uh, some things, uh, spiritual things. For human beings, some things may be exceedingly good. And in their own sight, now in their own way of looking at it, um, may be good. But what you really have to uh, understand here is that what you believe to be something is not relevant. Is how God sees it. So God says it was corrupt and it was full of violence. Now God saw how corrupt the earth had become and all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. Why? Because the mind is exceedingly corrupt. So when you depart from God's laws, ordinances, uh, commandments, which are the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of God is a being who is Jesus, and so all of that wisdom is a covering of light that when men sin, it was taken away from men. But through Jesus now, he wants to give you a covering again of light. So, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. So no matter how good of intentions you may have, you know, the good that you want to do, uh, you need to remember that the only one who is good is God. And so that's why when God says that he created man in his own image and in his likeness, God gave men a part of that, a covering of light. Now this you learn on a previous session that we study. But for now, what the Lord is saying is because of the corruptness in the mind of man, so the earth became full of violence violence now there is a difference between violence and power you'll understand this so violence and when we get to uh, Joshua and how God commanded them to conquer you know the promised land uh, you're gonna understand violence a little more but but here you too. So just just wait, because then he's gonna explain you what violence is. Now God saw how corrupt the earth had become. Now so God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. Now then you find some people who probably mean well. So they think, 
And they tell you that God doesn't destroy. Uh, well, that's, uh, there's a reason why they want to teach you that God doesn't destroy. You know, this, is, this is evil. There's a reason why they want to put God and make of God something that they have created in their minds so that they can deceive you. Okay? What God teaches you is that God destroys. <laughs> and, and it has to be like that. No? God destroys evil. Evil has no way of defeating God. You know, evil is just, if you picture you throwing a little stone or, you know, me clicking the mouth of this computer mouse, uh, you know, just to click uh, God, the Lord could have destroyed Lucifer as very easily as I do a click on this computer mouse. There is no way to be stronger than God. This even some of the Pharisees, you know, alluded when the disciples of Jesus were being persecuted. You know, one of them says, let it be. If it's God's, you cannot fight against God. <laughs> of course, you know, sometimes it may seem that the evil and uh, wickedness is uh, overpowering, you know, uh, those who uh, follow the Lord, uh, but it's just a way to deceive them. So this is what the Lord teaches you. So let's go back to this thing here. All right, so corrupted. I'm surely going to destroy both them, you know, man and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with peach inside and out. Now this is how you're going to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it. Alright, so uh, before we get even um, you know, deeper into thing. Uh, just recall that, you know, remember there are uh, versions of holy writing, so, um, but the message is the same. So sometimes, um, you know, thoughts, it's alluded to imagination. So whatever they imagine, you know, was evil all the times. So, and this was because of the wickedness of man. Because the mind had departed from the Lord, and they no longer obey the Lord. So, and so the sons of God, God's son, uh, remember these are the people who uh, follow the Lord, that obey the Lord, you know, in doing those things that, that we can do. So now God is going to destroy the earth because of man. Know the wickedness of man. Now, so Noah is considered to be a righteous, a righteous man, blameless. And so God said to Noah that He's going to destroy the earth. Um, also, you might read in other versions that says giants. So giants, in other words. Not just giants because uh, they were, you know, physically taller, but of renown. You know, people who had the Holy Spirit. But, you know, people who rejected God, the Holy Spirit, you know, then the Spirit of God is not going to contend with men. And this is what the Lord calls uh, the sins sin of death, you know, in other words, the one sin that he doesn't um, forgive. And it's not because God doesn't forgive, 
but because it's man who chooses not to uh, obey God the Holy Spirit. So the, the Holy Spirit is there, but then you reject the Holy Spirit. That's another uh, spiritual truth you will learn. Uh, but for now, so let's go back here. So, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now there are, uh, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. And Noah began, uh, beget three sons. Now the earth was uh, corrupt before God was filled with violence and God looked upon the earth and behold it was corrupt uh, for all flesh had corrupted his ways upon the earth and God said unto Noah the end of all flesh is come before me for the earth is filled with violence uh, through them and behold I will destroy them with the earth so remember if somebody's telling you that God doesn't destroy, uh, you're going to learn that there is a reason why they want to tell you that God is something that is not. They want to deceive you. So God does destroy. And glory to God because of that. See, God is a just God. He does not withstand wickedness and evil. But he is a forgiving God. You see, we all departed from God. And he has given us the way of salvation. And the way of salvation is not a concept. It's not an idea. It's not an abstract. It's a being. It is Jesus. So if you obey the Lord, if you uh, follow what the Lord teaches you, then you have life. This is obedience. This is why in the beginning, the Lord said, if you eat of these three of good and evil, you will die. And so now, through Jesus, who is the bread of life that came into this planet, so he is the one that says, eat of my body and drink of my blood so that you may live. Now, he's not saying for you to eat his blood, literally, and to eat of his flesh. What he's saying is that he is food. You see, this is not difficult to understand. This is the truth that God has revealed. But the thing is that if you do not follow it, and if you do not do according to what he tells you, you're not going to understand it. Even when you hear it, you're not going to understand it. This is God, the Holy Spirit, who opens our minds. And gives us beautiful spiritual truth. So again, so Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So the Lord says, I'm going to destroy the earth. Now make a roof for it, leaving below the roof and opening one cubit high all around. And put a door in the side of the ark and make it lower middle and upper decks. I'm going to bring flat waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Okay. Now, every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you and be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So, 
you're learning that there are things that you can do. And when you do them, it shows that you believe God. And that believing is manifested by obedience. So in other words, you do what the Lord commands you to do. Now, this is to be intelligent. You see, sometimes people may want to put that if you obey only what the Lord says, that you're probably uh, not an intelligent being. But this is the opposite. You see, the truth is, is that when you depart from the Lord, you lack intelligence. And then you start believing things that are, you know, it's a strong word, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to... Stand up, but let, let, let's just say when the Lord says that we are to do something, it is because it is good for us. If you go against it, you see, that's a lack of intelligence. I mean, what, what can you possibly know? I mean, seriously, think about it. The God or the Lord who created everything into existence. Now you see, you know, the moon, you see the sun, you see the earth, you see the animals. Now think for a moment. What, what do you know? You know nothing. And so why question what the Lord commands that you do is because we were uh, conceived and we were born in sin. So, because of sin, we go against the Lord. See, we disobey the Lord. But in Jesus, now, he wants to create a new heart, a new mind in us. He wants to remove the mind of stone and give us a mind of flesh. In other words, uh, for you to become obedient to the Lord. Because obeying the Lord, it's a good thing. It's not bad. <laughs> Anyhow, anywho, uh, we're going to continue the next time. But uh, just remember, so, the Lord is good and evil is not eternal. The Lord is eternal. Evil had a day when it manifested and it began in heaven. And it has a day when God will destroy it for good and evil will rise no more. But you're now understanding why things are the way they are on this earth. It's because of sin. Now, think of it for a moment, but the next time uh, we're going to uh, deepen a little bit more about the mind. Now, you have to understand that God created animals and he put a mind to the animals. And God created man, and he gave man an intelligent mind. So man is an intelligent being, as heavenly beings. They're the intelligence of the heavens. Now, but animals, you see, God created them to make company for man. But they don't have an intelligent mind. You do. And so the Lord makes this distinction. And, and you're going to understand uh, the next time something beautiful about why the animals obey the Lord. You see, to the astonishment and unbelief of, you know, the wicked generation, when they saw the animals get into the ark, he shook them to the core. But the animals have a mind of an animal. But man was created in the image and in the likeness of God. So you are an intelligent being because God created you as so. I mean, of course, because of sin, you know, we, we, uh, we lost the image of God and the likeness of God. 
And so what God begins to do is to give you commandments, laws, ordinances, and that he called his wisdom. But later, you will understand that it's God, the Holy Spirit, who is creating in you the image of God yet again. So may, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you the next time.